This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore. Sorry, I can't read today. With Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. And Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out today. So this will be the day to call in and make fun of Jeff. On today's show, we're taking a deep look at your summer projects and how you should be working on <laughs> in this heat because it's for real. From the big to the small, we're looking for your DIY questions and how you work in this heat. Is it simply keeping cool water nearby? What are you, what are you doing uh, about that? You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So, uh, Dell, how are you doing this morning, man? Oh, man, absolutely blessed. Thankful to be here. Yep, same here. And it's uh, been kind of a weird, wild week for uh, Mississippi as a whole. All of us sitting on go and braced and tight-stomached. Waiting for the uh, water, mm-hmm. and and it and, and in some spots it really did go. It's in some it really did. It, but you know, in some parts of the state, they just it's as if Barry missed them completely. Maybe maybe a couple of little showers here and there. It was a lot of hit and miss. Yeah, kind of crazy. Anyway, but um, it uh, it did cool off for a minute or two. Yes, it uh, made did. a couple of decent days out yes. there. Yes, and uh, we didn't miss the uh, the hot sun. Nope. So what are you working <laughs> on, man? Well, actually, this morning we're uh, pouring a little concrete. Um, the, the rain has held up enough where we can, we got a form set yesterday late and uh, scheduled to pour it this morning. Uh-huh. Um, this uh, lady that listens all the time, she said um, she was going to fall and hurt her hip, and I just I couldn't stand to see that. <laughs> so uh, we got her a nice walkway uh, in the making. Well, let me let me ask: Did um, uh, have you worked on anything like a small repair lately? What's the smallest repair you've worked on? Man, come uh, on! What doorknob have you fixed? That, <laughs> It really toilet lever. They call it with the big jobs, you know. Is okay, okay. Everybody wants to uh, gut it out and, and move walls. I th- I think the the most precious commodity on earth is a good handy person. Uh, I, I there's so many of these uh, little jobs out there that that need to happen that folks just are not uh, comfortable with trying. That's what this show's for. That's this is for you to call us and ask us about. Uh, hey, I want to try this ceiling fan thing. So uh, now there is a need for a new, like the handyman, like the young guys that learn yeah. from their dads and uncles, and just um, people encouraging them to fix things that are broken. It's a need for that. All right. Well, I have a very inspirational story today. Okay, about something in my home. Okay, <laughs> so I mentioned this a while back. Uh, the the oven. Went out, mm. and okay, in my home, the stove was fine, which is part of it, but the oven portion wouldn't heat. So you were thinking about uh, replacing a part or getting a new one, right? Uh, so my first thought was, okay, this is just one portion of this appliance. It's a stove oven, you know, just kind of a little standard push-in stove oven, mm-hmm. and and I thought, well, you know what? If it's just replacing the element. I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I looked online, and the element was no more than 20 bucks. 
Wow. And I thought, okay, well, let's do that. Uh, I called our friend Timmy and said, could this be one of the issues? Absolutely. It could be. Uh-oh. You know? So um, I was really kind of getting my, my my thoughts together on this and everything else. Uh, what I didn't know, uh, my wife's a teacher, so she's home for the summer. I was at work one day, and she went after it and uh, uninst- or uninstalled the, uh, the element. Mm-hmm. Did it flawlessly. Brought that element out. So the wife got in there, opened the oven, got in there. There was a couple of screws, took those screws out. Then she pulled the element, and they were connected to leads. She pulled the leads off, mm-hmm. um, pulled the, the element out, and uh, then was able to find the element in the model and everything else online and ordered it online. And, and then it showed up the next day. And it was great. It was amazing. So it's fixed. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. No. So we got the element no. in. It was the absolute correct part. She got it just right. It was perfect. But, okay, here's the deal. Something else is wrong? She installed it, and, and she and I both installed it together, and it was, it was, uh, you know, it was like, there's well, no way that's. installed it incorrectly. Right. <laughs> I mean, what happened? There's, yeah, there's only two things to do. So, anyway, so we installed it correctly. And turned it on, no go. Oh, man. So now there's one more part we've got to look at. It's like a thermostat um, that, that, oh. that may be another part. And if it's not that, then then we may, may have to go shopping. Man, you have gambled. I know. I rolled the dice may, with the cheap one fixes. one more roll, may, you may come back. You see, but the, the, the heating element was only $20. And I'm thinking the thermostat's going to be somewhere between thirty and fifty. You still save because you still didn't call okay. a repairman. I'm still okay. That service charge would have been more than that, right? Um, but you know, if you really get in there and look around inside your oven, folks, there's it's only nothing. about four screws in there. Only, there's only a couple of things you can do in the oven. So, so it, it's not nearly as difficult as you might think. Um, and really, the concept. Is is pretty ancient when it comes to electricity. If it, mine was electric oven, so uh, mm-hmm. pretty you know pretty old school. Turn the thing off, unplug, put another one in, uh, plug back in, and then you're good. So now I know in the process of this, you unplugged it and all of that. Yes. So resetting the logic. Did you check your breaker just by chance? Absolutely. I did immediately go check the breaker first because I thought, okay, the breaker flew. So I did go and throw that breaker, all right? Mm -hmm. And and the breaker, you are correct, was not working Hmm. and then did work. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, man. It's messy. Go ahead. I had to go back through the process. Yeah. What What do you think happened, though? I don't know. That breaker being thrown um, said that it tried to save itself from something um, shortening out. Maybe it was shortened. Right. Yeah. So an element usually gives you a sign. It'll start sparking down a little bit or right. it just goes out altogether. Right. So. Yeah. we. I still can't find it. And maybe maybe I'm living in dreamland and we're just going to have to go ahead and give it another uh, I still would like to, you know, go with I'd, have the thermostat. Out the, I'd have pulled out the testers to make sure current is going from one to the other. You know, right. you got to do a current test to make sure current is getting there. And then, you know, it's the stove 
from that point on. Right. It's not in the breaker or the line. Right. Okay. Uh, and if anybody else has got any help on that, I'd love to hear it. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. As a matter of fact, I've got a uh, question from last week that came in. And here we go. And it's from uh, Christine. She says, what are your thoughts on attic insulation for keeping a house cool? Should it be installed between the rafters? Or the floor joists in an unfinished attic. All right. So there we go. What do you think, Dale? Man, she said unfinished attic. Mm-hmm. Well, we always, you know, going to still go with insulation. the blown insulation. You know, it, it don't have to be blown. It just needs some sort of insulation in between that, um, the ceilings. Okay. You know, and... and, and Between uh, the ceiling joists. But, um, and our, those floor... And, and, uh, you know, the, the, the flooring and the ceiling above. Right. Yeah, it's always some insulation up there so and there in was, the walls. So there was a time where, where the regulation now, maybe was... Back in the days, you know, you could have got away with it, but you would really freeze. You know, you, that insulation goes a long way. And if your house is uh, in need of some more... Well, she's just asking whether whether it should be insulation on the on the floor of the attic or on the ceiling of the attic. Oh, the floor of the I'm attic. I'm just saying floor the, the floor. Definitely the floor. Right. But you can, um, you know, in, in if you want a uh, controlled environment up there, you know, you would uh, right. put it everywhere. But, yeah, just on the floor. Right. Because, but you're not closing the envelope necessarily, so there's no reason to do anything aside from the floor. So unless you're going to condition the space in the attic, then there's no reason to... Uh, to put it up there, yeah. right, right, to keep more heat in. All right, let's. Uh, are we? Is that good? Can we go to? No, no, we're going to go to break. That's what we're going to do. Okay, so folks, you know, in just a moment, we're going to come back with the call. If you would like to call, that number is eight seven seven MPB ring. Time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll uh, continue looking at our DIY summer projects. Got a fix you want to solve before the school year comes for parents and many household things are about to get busy. If you've got a question and want to join the show and, you know, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Simmons is being ridiculed today because he's not here. So we'll uh, we'll get back to him later. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right. Uh, so before the break, before the break, we were we were uh, going to the phone. Pat and Gulfport's. Uh, hey, Pat, what's going on with No Way? Pat, are we there? Yes, I'm here. So, hey, good. How are you? I have a problem. I have a leak somewhere um, that's manifesting itself. I have a spot on the carpet that's just soaked. Mm. We thought it was coming from the air conditioner, so the plumber came out and he blew it out and then he put the water through, but it's still leaking. And I was just wondering if you all have any idea 
what this could be, where it could be coming from. Is this, uh, is this, where is the carpet, where is the, the spot located in the home? It is when you come through the front door, it's mm-hmm. right as you step in on the carpet, and probably about, um, I don't know, maybe about 25 inches into the living room, then it's completely soaked. We backed it, and we just don't know. It's nowhere near the air conditioner. Um, all right. Does it happen? Does it happen on the rainy days or just all the time? Oh no! It's just no rain or anything like that, and it's like it's coming from below. Oh, it's a leak it's in the slab. It's a leak in the slab. Um, yeah, that is. You're right. It is leaking from. You said you had a plumber come out and look at that. Well, we thought it was the air conditioner. Um, That's a lot so of water he, for the air conditioner. Yeah, but he did all of that, but now it's still, and it's, it's coming. It, look, it seems like it's coming from below. And he was a plumber? <laughs> yes. Is this well, now, is I'm going to tell you something. If you want to, um, the, the way we do it when we call someone to try to help us when we don't know what's going on, we don't say nothing. We just ask them to examine it and tell us. Where's the water coming from? Or how can can you fix it? Don't tell them what you think it is because if you say it's the alternator, then he's going to check the alternator. If you say, yeah, that's true, you know. So okay. he went straight to the air conditioning for the quickest fix, and it wasn't it. You got to track the leak. Yeah, and and if it is and coming, by is him it, being a plumber, he should have tracked that. Is that a concrete slab, man? Yes. Oh man, obviously. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to have that checked. By a real plumber, by, by a plumber with a scope, <laughs> and and that has the tools to do the job. I, I believe he knew it, and he just didn't want to face it. Maybe because that you is, can't say you're a doctor and see somebody sick and don't heal. You know, try to help them. Right. So a plumber should have knew right away. The carpet's wet. You got a slab. I need to check uh, the water source. Right. And see, you know, if it's a leak, especially right. when you say it's leaking constantly all the right. time. He could have just did the meter test. Right. Okay, then. And look so at the meter and see the, the spinning triangle. A new, better plumber, Pat. That's the way okay. to go. So call another plumber. Yes, right. ma'am. Thank you so much. That's what I needed to know. Thank you. A professional. Thank you, ma'am. All right, let's do. Uh, let's go to James in Mobile. What's going on, James? Well, I have a, I have a hot point washing machine. Yes, sir. And if you stick your hand in there and the... the I call it the drum or the part, that the agitator. Uh-huh. If you shake that, even um, when you've completed your wash, if you shake the agitator, you can still hear water in the bottle. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's uh, a lot of times that's where uh, – are you saying that you're worried about that? I am. Okay. Yeah, that That's how that washing machine works. It's normal. That happens after every wash. And uh, you'll hear a lot of times, this is a uh, a side loader? It is a a top loader. Okay. But it's, it's a top loader? Yeah. Where you, you, you lift the top and you put your clothing. Now, that is surprising. Uh, if it's in a side load, all, there's always a little bit of water left on a side loader. Uh, just because of the way the drum is is positioned, however, on a uh, top loader, that shouldn't be happening unless uh, the hose coming out of the back of that may be improperly installed. 
you know, the hose where the water comes out, or you may have a uh, a, Some uh, pump a block or a pump yeah, issue. It's uh, The water's not getting out of there, but at the end of each cycle on a top loader, there shouldn't be any water left. Right. That's that's what I was thinking. Right. It's, uh, should I, is it like if I go through the, the manual that came with it, you think I can figure out what I need to do? Yes, yes. There's a hose on the on the rear that is that takes the water out of there at the end of the cycle. Right. And I would try to make sure my my um the legs under there are set where it'll drain to that area too. That's Sometimes true. you can have them set where it's tilted to the front or uneven or not level where to drain properly. And did that this, way to get that last little this bit out. Just begin or is it always been this way? It's been this way for a while. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, Dell's idea might be the quickest to see if that's going on. And I would check to see if you have proper drainage from that, whether that be um, uh, whether that be a, a clog in the wall or the pump not properly pushing the water out or something of that nature. Um, that would be my second choice. Mm-hmm. All right, but thank you, guys. Thanks, James. And by the way, I am in no way a plumber or an appliance uh, repairman. I just know what the those people have said on this show. Oh, yeah, I know Tim <laughs> laughing at us. Now. I know, yeah. Yeah, feel free, buddy. All right, so uh, let's keep going, and we'll talk to, uh, who's it, Kent and Brandon? Let's go to Kent. Good morning. How hey, are you, sir? good. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. About... Uh, in February, we purchased a home that's approximately 25, 26 years old. There is a, in the hallway, there is a ceiling fixture that is supposedly controlled by two switches. Oh, boy. <laughs> a, three-way, switch, a three-way. Uh, yeah. One, I took the cover plates off, and it looks to me like they are three-way switches. Uh-huh. But... Um, the, um, so I'm mystified. Once <laughs> it controls it, the switch at the other end of the hall has to be in what I believe is the on position. Unfortunately, the switch is not marked on or off. It's just right. Right. They, they don't have an on or off or up or down really. Um, and and that is another thing to think of. Remember the switch. Re- remember uh, now. First, you've have you taken all the wires off of the old switches yet? No, I have not. You have I not. Did. Awesome. That is great. Okay. First things first. Pull your camera out on your phone <laughs> okay. and take a picture after you like after you unscrew the outlet from the wall. Slowly okay. pull it out so that the wires follow it out. You know. And, of course, the power should be off to this outlet. Definitely. Okay. So you pull that out. And then I want you to set the outlet in a way such that you can take a picture of what wire is going to what terminal on the back of that outlet. Okay. The, now, the and reason why. Go ahead. Do it at each switch. Picture of each switch. Oh yes, no. Do everyone individually. Don't don't assume. Oh, they're all like this. Do right. each one individually. Uh, then then once you've done that, what you really want to look for are are the inputs of that switch. 
So, like, what what goes where? Which one does it say white? Does it say hot? Does it say ground? Does it? You know what I'm saying? Identify yeah. those specific things, mm-hmm. and then you're going to want to wire your new one as closely to that as possible. Now, what I found is that some older switches, uh, older three way switches, have a different um, pattern with which you would uh, put them in from long ago and you know different brands that kind of thing so that's that's why you really want to look at the back of that thing and know what is what is what on the back but anyway once you figure that out just go into the same things but i will say the jason way that i did it uh which was the wrong way was to first unscrew everything and put everything on the floor Yep. <laughs> and then figure it out from there, which becomes quantum physics on a three-way switch. I'm telling you, you want to stay away from that. Just put in what you took out. That's, that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it on an outlet. And don't be ashamed to call an electrician if you um, do need it. Oh, yeah. You know, because I've been a grown man crying at a three-way switch before. So you just remember. Like you said, take a picture. That's That's a good example. You can always go back to it like a blueprint. But what I would try to do is is match my old and new up, put them uh, side by side or parallel, mm-hmm. and uh, look at uh, each. Like if it's got a green screw, then that wire needs to go to the green screw the same as it was on the other one. Exactly. And if it's got a gold screw and a silver screw, uh, those same wires need to go to the same color screws. Yeah. And when you're dealing, by the way, folks, if you're dealing with simple as it gets. with uh, with uh, outlets and things like that, the screw color does make a difference. Oh yeah, they are different, and typically they're going to be a brass color and a silver color, typically. And when you throw the breaker and and, and if something sparks or does not work properly, wrong way, go ahead and call the man. Right. And he he can fix that with no problem. It won't. It shouldn't charge you that much. You know, you just tell him you tried it, and uh, you need somebody that can just come over and it can be through in about thirty minutes. Can't you can do this? You're a smart <laughs> yeah. man. You can do this. Oh yeah, I've done you know a considerable amount of simple wiring, uh, but uh, yeah, those. The, you think replacing the the switch? You think it's defective? Yeah, oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, both switches at the same. You know, yes both switches. All right. Thanks a lot, Kent. We, uh, we appreciate it. I hope that that works out for you. Uh, I've done it before. Do it better than I did. So there we go. That's my best information. It's time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're taking our DIY questions. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk hurricane preparedness also. Stay tuned. Have you been in this situation? You're listening to a great story on Think Radio in your vehicle, but now it's time to go inside. You want to keep listening, but you're ready to move on. What can you do? Pull up the MPB Public Media app on your phone while you're in the car. You can continue listening to that great MPB local show and not miss a moment. Search for the MPB Public Media app in your app store.
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out today, so you can make fun of him. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org you know you'd think if you said something a thousand times you might be able to get it right you know what 30 percent of the time it's just not true all right uh you know what if you're in the heat this is a big deal right now because the humidity has gone through the roof the heat that like the temperatures are talking oh, about yeah. are are real feel 105 to 110 that's nasty it's unbelievable stay hydrated mm-hmm. drink plenty of fluids drink about 16 ounces you know what that looks like you've bought a, a, a soft drink that size before okay 16 ounces before starting and five to seven ounces every 15 to 20 minutes has said that right. That's a big deal, and it's a lot of water, but it's important. Avoid dehydrating liquids, alcohol, quit it, coffee. Well, who would drink some hot on the joint? Anyway, tea, caffeinated soft drinks can hurt more than help, really. Um, uh, you, you should wear protective clothing, too. We talked about this. Lightweight, light-colored, and loose-fitting clothing helps protect against the heat. Change clothing if it gets uh, completely saturated. It's, it's just not working well anymore. You can eat smaller meals, too. Eat fruits and high fiber and natural juice. Avoid high-protein foods uh, when you're out there real hot. Yes, sir. And then again, don't wait to get thirsty before you start drinking water. I make that mistake myself. I wait till I'm too dehydrated, then I'm, I'm over there shaking, trying to get some That's water a good and point, salt man. tablets. That's true. In. That's true. <laughs> and salt you know, It's too late. Everybody say, what's wrong? Right. Why? And we got uh, four or five coolers on the job full right. of Gatorade water, everything. They, okay. Why ain't it just get some water? Drink some water. <laughs> right. There you go. All right. Let's go to the phones. Lori's on the line in Mobile. What's up, Lori? Hi. Um, I have a dryer that... If I put even a medium-sized load in it, it'll run for a couple of minutes, and then it throws my breaker. Uh-huh. And I, I can run my washing machine, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And if I put just a couple of pieces of, of clothing in the dryer, mm-hmm. it'll do okay. And um, I've bought a new circuit for my circuit breaker. I had my entire panel replaced about five years ago. Uh-huh. But I'm nervous to get in there and change out the circuit. I could probably get a friend of mine to do it. But what, what, do you- Well, hang on. Before we replace the house, um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions, and they're going to they're gonna sound as though I assume you don't know these things. I know you know, and you've probably already checked them, but I, I, I just wanted to ask. All right. Um, now, we've heard on this show before, it mentioned several times that if the dryer cuts off uh, because it's, it's uh, you know, through a cycle, it'll cut off. Uh, that's typically due to overheating. Yeah. Uh, and overheating happens a lot based on, first and foremost, uh, clogged airway. Okay. I changed. Well, I mean, I can get back there and change the... Um tubing again i changed it out about a year ago uh-huh. 
I, I will say that a year's worth of uh-huh. clothes washing, uh-huh. um, if it depending on the route and depending if the if the if the hose is good all the way through the house, depending uh-huh. on all that other stuff, a year's worth of clothes washing. If you've got a family, will absolutely clog that thing up. Okay. Um, and it, depending on, you know, the moisture levels and all that other jazz, I can tell you, uh, instead of having to get back there and do that, one of the things that I've done, you can buy a attachment to a drill mm-hmm. that is this long fiberglass thing with a brush on the end of it that you mm-hmm. attach it to your drill and you put it into the um, the trap. Yeah. yeah uh, not on the inside, on the outside of the house. You follow what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, where, where it exits, where the exhaust yeah. comes out, put that in there, and you run that drill, and it gets out. It, it literally can get pounds and pounds of wet, hot lint out of there, uh, out of there. So, and mm-hmm. which which can destroy the dryer, by the way. It's like a T-shirt clogged up in there. It is, yeah, and, and like, yeah, and we've been told before, you know, T-shirts will get clogged in and those then you socks. Have a fire hazard, right? So, all those lost socks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the lost <laughs> socks are right there. So, yeah, uh, I would look at first trying to make sure that the pathway for the exhaust from the dryer um, is is clear, absolutely clear. Okay, that that's good. That's cheaper than uh, yes, ma'am. It is the dryer and safer than right. the circuit. <laughs> right. Um, while I'm on it, if mm-hmm. I can ask you real quickly. So, like I said, I have my circuit panel replaced about five years ago uh, mm-hmm. thanks to a very bad contractor um, who nearly burned out my house. But um, for circuits, um, about how often would I expect to change them out anyway? A circuit? Or like a breaker? Yes, sir. Uh, ma'am, there, if, if properly used... There are people with breakers in their homes that are 100 years old, or breakers, oh. but, but, you know, um, 50 years old. Yeah, that's, so, that's a lifetime product. Yeah. If it's not oh, okay. overloaded. Yeah. They, right. They, and and okay. unless you're throwing a lot of breakers, you're not overloading it. Okay. Good deal. Well, thank you so much. I will pull my dryer out from the wall and check the hose and go in, like you said, from the outside. From the outside, too. Yes. Will do. Will do. Well, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. All right, let's keep rolling. Um, on the phone next is John and Benton. Am I right with that, John? What's going on? Hey, man. You hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, listen, uh, for the first time in my life, I live in a trailer, and the electrical in there is... Uh, different. Different. Let's just say different. Right. Okay, I want to do a back-to-back outlet uh, from the inside of the house to the to the porch mm-hmm. and I just don't get those outlets in the trailer I'm right. used to the conventional one so do I need to just replace the press oh no oh no we lost him um you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot anyway um, they do have, you know, I, I didn't get any information about this particular trailer, but I will say they do have places where one can go to buy those outlets, which would make this process 
much easier. Uh, and it probably won't be that much. It, it really won't. Um, and is it different from, say, a modern standard outlet? I'm not sure. I don't know what model that is. But, uh, you know, if you change one thing, uh, you know, you might want to change that system. And, yes, you can rewire a, a mobile home mm-hmm. if you if you choose to uh, and go to a, a standard system. But um, a lot of work. You may just want to go down to the mobile home store and grab one of those outlets. That might be the quickest and easiest and cheapest way. Yeah. All right, um, let's keep on moving. We're going to Mark and Pontotoc. Mark, you with us? Oh, uh, yes. Can you hear me okay, sir? I can hear you great, man. What's going on? Well, I've got a question. Yes, sir. Uh, it's something that you, I'm, I'm sure you all have heard of now, but this might be more oriented to uh, this everyday tech stuff, but uh, I'll give him a question, though. Okay. Uh, uh, you have heard, I'm sure, of these, what they call electronic Insect repellers now. Yes, sir. They you know they plug in a one ten outlet and uh, uh-huh. they're supposed to theoretically now they say they're supposed to uh, eliminate all the the things you don't want in around your house and attic and so forth. You know, uh, right? Mouse, spider, insects, whatever. You know. All right. Yes, sir. So I have uh, got interested in them and I'd like to know uh, your experience with them. Now I have a. Uh, he's now deceased. I had a relative that was in the pest control business. He says they ain't worth nothing, you know. Right. And then I've, I've heard other people uh, swear by them, you know, and say, and say they, they help, you know. Uh, y- y'all have heard all these uh, either in some of the yes, sir. Uh, stores or online mm-hmm. either one, you know, diff- different types, you know. Uh, can you comment on that or discuss it? I will absolutely comment on that. Um, <laughs> it's funny because we've talked about that on this show before with, um, uh, with the, uh, the, the bug guy. Yeah. And, and we've talked about this a couple of times and I asked directly, do these gadgets work? And, and, an emphatic no is the answer that he gave us was that they do not, if they do, they work for only a few moments and, you know, not very far around that place. Uh, so, in other words, the circumference is not that big. So, it, you know, you're not really doing anything. Uh, so, basically, no, uh, is yeah. is the answer that we've heard from the, the bug guy on this show. Uh, but, you know, a conspiracy theorist would say, well, that's what a bug guy would say, you know. He wants your business. So, all right. Uh, he, he's staying behind it. I'm sure he would. All right. So, uh, thanks, Mark. I hope we helped out with that. And let's just uh, keep on moving. We'll go to Bert in Indianola. What's going on, Bert? Morning, fellas. Morning. Hey, a question and then a success story. Um, yes. With the ladies' um, leak earlier in the show. Yes, sir. Uh, it, it did sound like the guy did not do much to help her. <laughs> Why not go back to that guy um, and, so to speak, give him a chance to do it right? Maybe he doesn't charge the same fee because uh, he kind of screwed up. Um, why not give him a chance to do it right before you go to a new person? You know, and that's a Bert. It's a good. Uh, it's a good thought. I think there's probably two camps in the world, and one is why would you go back to the guy that goofed it up or didn't 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 catch it? But the other one is, hey, you know uh, that they gave it a shot. That wasn't it. Let him let him come back and trace it down again and see if uh, maybe. 
Maybe you missed it. But like I said, there are uh, two camps there. Well, well, what about you, Dell? What would you I, do? I, I think he should have got it while he was there. I mean, he didn't solve the problem. And then if he charged me money the first time, I feel robbed because I still got the same problem. Okay. No, I, you hear you. I hear you, but that's why I'm asking you to come back because uh, uh, he owes me. Yeah, oh, I got you. Okay. I, I can deal with it like that if you, you know, fair, fair game. You yeah, know, and you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to have to pay for it twice. I get that too, Bert. Yeah, if you paid him, yeah, I would definitely yeah. try to. You know, okay. I, I don't because yeah, the, the second guy's not going to give you a break. For no, likely, that's, that's a good point. Trip. You know what? We stand right. corrected, Bert. Good, good point, He's sir. That's right. Give him that chance. Well, reason for both. Re- reason for both. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. So, success story. Um. I realized. Um. Uh, our clothes weren't getting clean in the washer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Realized it was not agitating. So. Uh, you make it angry. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Go ahead. I said you make it angry. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, agitation. But it was yeah. cool. Right. Oh. Uh. <laughs> So did a couple YouTube searches, figured out it was the uh, uh, agitator couple. Does that sound right? Uh-huh. Um, it does. Now, this particular gentleman uh, tied a rope to the agitator and had to use a two-by-four to lift it out. Uh, I was able just to kind of snatch it up on a GE. Uh-huh. But, uh, got the uh, agitator couple from a local uh, local place, place in Pearl. Uh, uh-huh. And um, I know that place. Got it put in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, got it put in, and uh, all good. That's fantastic. Now, it... th- let me. Now that I'm thinking about it, all right. So I noticed some sometimes a little sour smell in there, and this thing is probably eight or ten years old. Uh-huh. Um, there was some um, kind of that standing water scum, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh. Um, underneath the plastic of the agitator. Okay. Uh, now, this thing's old enough where our children were probably getting in the mud and we put in some really dirty clothes at the time. Right. Uh, so I would I just scrubbed that out with, like, a kitchen brush. Huh. Um That would never have occurred one, to me. One we won't use in the sink again. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, that, and I think I put a little bleach in it or some kind of... Uh, uh, bathroom cleaner that cleaned it out removed the smell as well but also on the uh metal part not not the, not the like stainless steel drum but the metal part that's under the uh uh agitator it had almost like corrosion on it uh, uh but i just got a paint scraper and scraped all that off um uh, and then wire brushed it a little bit um can y'all think of what would have, what what that would be? Why what would have caused it? Just constant water, or maybe a reaction to that uh, that um, that water film, water skull. I'm gonna have to Over leave it on years, you, Dale. Over the years, you know, that's what happened. It, it, it's it's uh, getting a little corrosion because a little water got in there and in places it shouldn't have, and, and it's gonna cause that uh, rust. Okay, I mean, straight up, anything right. unprotected is gonna rust. Bert, appreciate the call. Uh, the hang tips. on just a second before I keep moving here. Got a uh, an email that I just I've got to talk about because some, I have to stop this person now. Uh, okay, got a dryer nine one one email here. 
And, uh, it, and and she says, uh, hello, thank you for your informative program. My husband and I bought a refurbished GE dryer approximately three years ago. It's always taken an excessive amount of time to dry a load of laundry. But now when I put it in a load to dry, but uh, automatic sensor seems to be out, and the load just keeps tumbling and tumbling with heat long after it's dry. I guess my question is, is it worth having someone repair it, or should we go ahead and replace it? Uh, if you've got uh, an older GE dryer, uh, which uh, should be one of the – is that one of the Maytag uh, or Whirlpool? I'm not, I'm not sure. Anyway, um, anyway, I think that one's worth fixing. Yeah, and the, you, the thing on it, it's either the thermostat or the uh, the thing up top, the, the, the head unit of it, the timer, basically. Mm-hmm. Those timers get overwhelmed and they break. And it could be as easy as replacing that. And you can get that replacement part online. Or you can go to a local appliance uh, parts warehouse and, and you'd be surprised yeah. what they're able to tell you. I went to uh, an appliance store that was mentioned on the show one time and almost didn't know what my problem was, except I told them what I was hearing, what I was seeing, and they pretty much told me what that problem was. Sold me the part for it. I went home, put it in, everything worked. So if you get around an expert, folks, it really makes a difference. Yes. But I would say, uh, you know, uh, just throw it out is just too easy sometimes. And mm-hmm. You won't get one like that. they yeah. iron the clothes for you. I right. know those clothes come out <laughs> hot, man. That's right. All right, uh, let's keep on moving. Let's go to uh, Kathleen and Osaka. What's up, Kathleen? Hi. Hi. Y'all must be acting like a couple of celebrities there, because last week I tried to get in. Again, I couldn't get in. Y'all were so popular. Well, these things happen. (laughs) (laughs) It's only going to be a day or two. Anyway, um, listen, they had a lady call in last week that was having a problem with something clicking in a machine. Uh, I guess it was a washer or dryer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all suggested some things. Uh, I want to make sure that they know critters can crawl and make homes in the most unusual and obscene places. And it could be something got up in there, made a nest, maybe moved on, maybe left the nest, whatever kind it is. But you need to be aware of that because sometimes those things can catch fire. Oh, yes. Or or if that little clicking is the problem, it could set it on fire when she's not there. Wow. So she just needs to be careful because <laughs> I bought some groceries from a produce stand once. Mm-hmm. Had the guy come in and put them on the counter. He put it next to the microwave, oh. unloaded everything, and took off. Mm-hmm. Let's say I get up. There is a thing called a German roach. Oh. Behind the dial of my microwave. Yeah, you don't want one of those. Oh no, no, I freaked out. <laughs> I was, I was not to be reasoned with. <laughs> but um, I finally got the guy, and he said, "Okay, if you can get someone to load it and bring it here, we'll take it apart and right. do all that, clean it out. Thirty-five bucks. And that was in Macomb. So I did, and uh, I found out that apparently there wasn't just one roach, and I wound up having to have the place sprayed and all like right. that." It was the gift that kept giving. <laughs> right. Oh, well. Well, right. enjoy your show. And thank thanks you, Kathleen. And you know I'm listening. I'm watching you guys. All right. We appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Let's uh, we'll keep moving to uh, Harry. 
All right, we need to break it. All right, Harry is on the line in Gulfport. Let's go, Harry. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, uh, you said something about uh, uh, staying hydrated. Yes, sir. And, uh, uh, make sure you drink plenty of water, uh, but you don't want to drink real cold water, especially if you've been out in the heat working. Uh-huh. That can kill you. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've seen it. Uh, if you drink really cold water, uh-huh. Drink uh, room temperature water until you get cooled back down. Huh. Interesting. So. Okay. You know, I'm going to throw that to our doctor today during our Southern Remedy show. You can ask any question on a Wednesday. So this would be, I, I got to hear about that to hear what the science is on yeah, don't drink cold water. Yeah, it lead to a stroke or, or cramps and things like that. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's Not that, you know the ice cold. You know how you you would think it'll help you cool down faster, but it's too fast. It's like throwing ice in the fire. That's right. And you know, um, here we are with this time of the year where we have all this. Uh, we just had the whole berry thing come up and a whole bunch of water. But I did want to remind folks: remember, you've got to be prepared for one of these hurricanes. And and I don't know. Everyone says, "Hey, uh, go online and and here's the list of things you need in your emergency kit." You know, I'm going to skip the online part. I'm just going to give it to you so you can at least hear it, okay? So, number one, you want water, at least a gallon per person per day, a three-day supply for evacuation if possible, uh, a two-week supply for home if you can get it, uh, food, non-perishable, easy-to-prepare items, three-day supply for evacuation, two-week supply for home, a flashlight. The great thing, I was talking about this yesterday, most folks have the flashlight now on their phones, but, you know, you might want to keep another one around that's, say, waterproof even. That would be a good idea. Uh, battery-powered or hand-crank radio. Uh, you really want to get one of these, folks. They're not expensive. You can get one for pretty cheap. And now they usually have a little, uh, say, USB charger on them also, so you can charge your phone, too. So that might be good to have. Uh a uh, extra battery. You've got to have those batteries for the, the for the radio or whatever you've got. A first aid kit. A uh, uh, again, water one gallon per person per day. Um, and uh, don't wait for flood insurance. Now this is Mississippi. It is a floodplain. Uh, typically, there's a 30-day waiting period from date of purchase before your policy goes into effect. So so there's an entire show, by the way, dedicated to insurance, and it's available on podcast on mpbonline.org slash fixit101. You can find out all about that. Let's uh, let's keep on moving. We'll go to, uh, we'll go to Benny and Kosciuszko. Benny, how's it going? Going fine. Thanks for asking. Yes, ma'am. What's I up? Listen, I listen to you guys quite a bit, and I enjoy your conversations and information you provide. Thank you. I have a, I have a water heater that uh, I woke up to that I won't say it exploded, but uh, it the front panel had melted. Whoa! And water water leaking and smoke black smoke was on the front. So I emailed you some pictures, but you may not have gotten it. Huh. I don't I, yeah, I hadn't seen it. Um okay. uh, yikes. Uh okay, so So my quest my question is my brother says to go to a hardware store and get the replacement parts. Mm-hmm. Uh the, to do it, but my I believe I should just get a new water heater. Uh, Dale go. Is it leaking any water? 
Oh, yes. Yeah, replace it. Don't even take the time to. You you want your water heater. It has a storage area that stores water. Mm-hmm. So you, you definitely don't want that to be, um, you know, your water contaminated. It could have cracks, rust in it, anything like that. And then trying to replace the element is the same as a if, new one. So. Right. That's what he said, element. I knew there was a word he used. Yeah, and it may have more than one element in it, too, a top Mm -hmm. element or a bottom element. Right. And, and Benny, if you have the means to do it and you get a new one, you won't have to think about this again. Okay. Um, electrical fire or something? No, yeah, you want to replace that. We do talk about the reason for the show is DIY, but um, it's, 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 it's important that you, you know, make the right choice. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> this time. Right. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Do do we need to do anything else, take another break, anything of that nature? Nah. It's too close to the end of the show. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I've got another email here, and we'll go, we'll do that real quick. And we, this one came in uh, this Saturday. We're remodeling a kitchen, and we removed an old vent hood. So now the chimney vent thing on our metal roof is basically open to the sky. I need to remove it and cover the hole. What's the best way to go about that? Uh, Dell? you got about 30 seconds. See what you can do. Um, the best thing if, if is to, you know, you got to go rafter to rafter, you know, and cut that out so you can uh, put the decking down and replace the uh, felt and the shingles. So do you cut a square out around that hole, or do you just cut a hole? Yeah, you can cut a square out. That's what I was saying. Uh, you need to cut back to the nearest rafter and split that difference. Okay. And uh, and make a square, and that way you can uh, trace that out and cut that board and plop it right in there. You can cut out about a two-by-two. Two. There you go. All right, a two-by-two. Two. All right, folks, that's it. I'm a little bit surprised with that, to be quite honest with you. Fix It 101 is production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Javid Chapman. Our call screener was Michelle McAdoo. For Delmore and Jason Klein, Oh, no, it says, I'm Jason Klein. There we go. (laughs) Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.